1: There are so many things that we know and so many statements we quote that are only found in the book of Revelation. Here's a few examples. The statement, Thou hast left thy first love, is only found in the book of Revelation. The warning, Because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, is only found in Revelation. The invitation to believers, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me, is found nowhere else but Revelation. The seven-sealed book that is the title deed to the earth, the mark of the beast, 666, the description of the Savior returning to fight at Armageddon, and the wondrous detailed description of the new heaven and the new earth, and of the new Jerusalem. These things and so many others are only found in the book of Revelation. Without the book of Revelation, we wouldn't know them. Of course, Revelation is part of God's eternal word, and God was going to make sure that this book got to man. But humanly speaking, because there's always a human element to God's work being done in this world, on the human side, the writing of the revelation was possible because of the obedience of the apostle John. John was, as you know, on an island called Patmos as punishment for his crime of preaching the gospel. They tried to kill him by boiling him in a vat of hot oil, but John wouldn't die. So all they knew to do was to banish him to this island. Let me let John tell you about it for himself. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now listen to the very next thing he says. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book. When Jesus came to John, it was Sunday, and Jesus found John in the Spirit. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. John says, it was Sunday, so I had church. John had been on that island for who knows how long, and he'd been keeping track of the days. And every time Sunday came around, John knew it. And in keeping with the disciples' practice of gathering on the first day of the week to celebrate Christ's resurrection from the dead, though John was all alone, he made it a time of worship. I wouldn't be surprised at all if John had a designated place on the island where he worshiped on Sundays. And surely the man who wrote so much about abiding in Christ, both in his gospel and his first epistle, surely he lived in daily fellowship, constant fellowship with his Savior. But John knew that there was something special about Sunday that first day of the week, when believers get together to worship the risen Savior. And so John tells us, it was Sunday, so I had church. I believe it pleases God when his people are of such a loving, devoted character that they wouldn't dare neglect the basic habits of their faith just because there's nobody there to see it. Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount, don't pray, don't fast, don't give, just because there's an audience. The only audience you need is the audience of one your father would see it in secret. I wonder if John thought of that every time he held a church service alone there on that island, with no one there to inspect or critique or supervise. He could have easily been tempted to say, what's the point? But he didn't. It was Sunday, so I had church. John had nobody to worship with him. He could have easily said, this won't work. There's nobody to sing with me. There's nobody to give in the offering. There's nobody to preach to. I'm all alone. This won't work. But he didn't. He said, it was Sunday, so I had church. John was the last surviving apostle. All the others had been martyred. No doubt it would have been easy to despair, to give up hope, but he didn't. He said, it was Sunday, so I had church. Can you picture it? An old man, alone on this island, staying true to the principles of his faith. It had been over 60 years, 60 years, since he had last seen or heard the voice of the Savior he loved. Don't forget, this is the man who called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. This is the man who thought of himself as Jesus' favorite. John begins the service. Surely he does some singing, worshiping the Savior. No doubt he spends some time in prayer. And then, what was his text? If it was me, if God had used me to write the words of John chapter 1, I'm pretty sure I'd have used that as my text every time. Hear him speaking those precious words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He hears a voice, a very familiar voice, a precious voice behind him say, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book. He turns to see the word, the Alpha and Omega, his precious friend and master, the one who was the very reason he'd been banished to that island. He sees Jesus in his glorified body just as he had seen him on the Mount of Transfiguration. And just as he did then, John falls at Jesus' feet, as dead. Then Jesus takes John on this amazing tour of the future, which became the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. And it was all possible because John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. It was Sunday. So John had church. Christian, God has great things ahead for you. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a
0: blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanberry.org. God bless you.
1: Joe yeah.